This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Residents of China began preparing plans for travel after the government announced a plan to end mandatory quarantine for inbound travellers beginning on January 8th, as it relaxes controls established to manage COVID-19. Chinese citizens started applying for passports and checking travel websites in record numbers. Other countries, meanwhile, grew wary of the infections they might carry. China's hospitals are reportedly inundated by new cases. Japan complained of discrepancies in China's reported figures and announced it would require negative COVID test results of all visitors from the mainland. America is weighing similar measures, while India and Malaysia resumed surveillance measures among international arrivals. Ukraine's army said that Russia fired 33 missiles at civilian targets in Kherson, the southern city that Ukrainian forces liberated from Russian occupation in November. Russia denied targeting civilians. Residents of Kherson have been fleeing amid the bombardment. There is currently heavy fighting across Ukraine, including in Bakhmut in eastern Donetsk province, despite Russia having already reduced the town to ruins. Shares in Tesla fell by 11% on Tuesday, down by more than 40% this month. That brings stock in Elon Musk's electric car maker back to where it was in August 2020. Despite complaints about Mr. Musk's diversion into Twitter, Tesla's slump seems to owe more to supply line problems in China. Reuters reported that production at its gigafactory in Shanghai will be reduced through January. Benjamin Netanyahu, the incoming Prime Minister of Israel, finalised deals to form a coalition, according to the parties involved. Mr. Netanyahu is now expected to swear in his new government, one of the most right-wing in Israeli history, on Thursday. On Tuesday, the country's parliament passed controversial legislation which will allow Mr. Netanyahu's allies to take up important government positions. The Chinese government criticised plans by Taiwan to lengthen compulsory military service on the island, calling conscripts cannon fodder. On Tuesday, Tsai Ing-wen, Taiwan's president, announced that from 2024, all men would be expected to serve for up to one year, up from four months currently. The move is in response to the rising threat from China, which claims Taiwan as its own territory. America's Supreme Court prevented the expiry of a public health measure that has been used to quickly expel migrants caught entering the country from Mexico. Nineteen mostly Republican-led states had sued to extend the policy, known as Title 42, citing a surge in illegal border crossings. The court found in their favour they may rely on the law at least until February. The Kremlin banned the sale of Russian oil and petroleum products to Western countries that have imposed a price cap on them. The long-expected retaliatory measure will last for five months, starting on February 1st. It targets G7 countries as well as the EU as a whole and Australia, which all agreed to set a price cap of $60 per barrel to punish Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. And fact of the day. 47,496. The number of nursing vacancies in Britain's NHS, currently gripped by strikes. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. 2023 in preview. Will Taiwan be the Ukraine of Asia? This week, we are looking ahead to next year's big stories. Today, what will shape Asia? 
1949, at the end of China's civil war, the defeated nationalist regime was chased to Taiwan by Mao Zedong's communists. Since then, every leader of the Communist Party has vowed to unify Taiwan with mainland China, but none as strongly as Xi Jinping, China's current president. Some American generals think that China will invade in the next decade, perhaps within the next few years. In 2022, tensions flared when Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of America's House of Representatives, traveled to the self-governing island. President Joe Biden has promised to come to Taiwan's aid in the event of an attack. In a further effort to deter a Chinese attack, on December 27th, Taiwan announced it will extend its compulsory military service from four months to a year. But the war in Ukraine may affect the calculus on all sides. America hopes the conflict will convince Taiwan to show greater willingness to defend itself. Russia's struggles in Ukraine will give China's leaders pause. If an invasion of Taiwan turned into a similar quagmire, it would have disastrous consequences for the Communist Party. 2023 in Preview Asian housing markets are looking precarious. In the capital cities of South Korea and Taiwan, the average house prices are now 19 times and 16 times local incomes, respectively. Those levels are even higher than the most expensive in the West. But the forces that drove housing booms in East Asia, rock-bottom global interest rates and strong Chinese growth, are rapidly abating. As in America, inflation is rising, along with interest rates. There are other threats, too. Surging energy prices have eliminated the previously healthy current account surpluses in South Korea and Taiwan. Deficits now make those countries more dependent on flows of international capital, which are fickle. Capital flight can cause property prices to plunge. Japan provides a worrying example. In 1989-90, property prices began to slump. That drove frugality by corporations and consumers, which all but halted Japan's economic growth. The similarities that are emerging among Japan's neighbors should be a source of apprehension. 2023 in Preview As China Reached the Peak of Its Powers at the Communist Party's five-yearly Congress in October, Xi Jinping secured a third term as party chief. He also warned the 2,300 delegates in Beijing to be ready to withstand dangerous storms ahead. China is weaker than it might otherwise be, thanks to Mr. Xi. For example, he failed to prepare the public to live with COVID-19, by stockpiling drugs and more widely administering vaccines and booster shots. Yet this month, he ditched most COVID protocols, leading to a wave of sickness that risks overwhelming the health system. The sagging economy and demographic challenges also worry the party. For years, the share of old people has been rising, while the workforce contracts. Some think that all this means China is at the peak of its powers. A slower-growing China will have fewer resources with which to challenge the West. But a weak China 
could be more dangerous. If it still wants to reshape the world, or seize Taiwan, some observers fear that China will act soon while it can. 2023 in preview. India will become the world's most populous country. In 2023, on or around April 14th, guesses the UN, India will seize China's crown as the world's most populous country. The crown itself has little value, but it is a signal of things that matter. China's population is poised for a steep decline. India's will continue to grow for decades. The growth in India's working-age population should help its economy narrow the gap with China's, which is six times larger. But to get the full benefit of its demographic advantage, India will have to boost the productivity of its youthful people. Less than half of adult Indians are in the workforce, compared with two-thirds in China. Chinese aged 25 and older have on average 1.5 years more schooling than Indians of the same age. China is not about to fade into insignificance, but it will have to contend with India as an emerging superpower on its doorstep. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers, and as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Wednesday. Which rock group is best known for the songs Alive and Kicking and Don't You Forget About Me? Tuesday. Who is currently chief executive of the BlackRock Fund Management Group? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Susan Sontag, who died on this day in 2004. It is not suffering as such that is most deeply feared, but suffering that degrades. That's the world in brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.